Hello and welcome to Firsties. I'm Ross. I'm Reba. And thanks for joining us after our week off. Uh, we're back with more Lost coverage. And uh, this week we've got House of the Rising Sun. Not a Claire episode. Not a Claire episode, which... Apparently we- they don't like astrology either. <laughs> or, uh, you know... Like, I, I look at the title and I'm immediately like, oh yeah, there's a character named Sun on the show. <laughs> Could be about her. But I, no, I get where you're coming from. That, that an Age of Aquarius song. <laughs> you know? Totally. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. So, was that disappointing, though, to you? Or were you okay um, with, or like, oh, all right, we got Sun episode. Yeah, I was, at first, you know, I was a little like, oh, darn, not a Claire episode. But I think... I, I think I'm more satisfied knowing it's a Sun episode, because you can't... Because up until now, these characters could not relate or communicate with any of the rest of them, so I think it's it was about time, mm-hmm. really. I don't, th- I don't think they could have lasted much longer with these two characters over here that can't really communicate with the rest of the group that don't really interact. It's, yeah. You know. Yeah, so so what do you think of the flashback in this one? It, do you think it was a pretty compelling story then? Because it's a, it's a little different than a lot of the ones they've done so far. Yeah. Because uh, most of the flashbacks up to this point have been basically the day or a couple days up until the, the plane crash, right? Yeah. Like, uh, Locke was probably the longest period of time, and that was even just maybe a few weeks. Right. No, I think... I liked it. I mm-hmm. thought uh, they needed... To explain more about the about the dynamic between Jin and Sun, and why Sun resents him more than just being mm-hmm. quote, quote quote unquote typical like Korean <laughs> male like right it you know yeah they make it less a cultural thing and more of a specific situation between right. the two of them. Which, when I was looking it up, was kind of the uh, concern between those actors that 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 relationship was going to n- negatively reflect interesting Korean culture. Um, so that's actually why or how this episode came about. I didn't know that. Addressing, <laughs> yeah, it's they 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 were concerned that that their their relationship on the island was going to negatively affect uh, Americans' perception of Korean culture. Mm-hmm. And so that led the, the showrunner and the writers to create this story, this flashback episode for Sun, and explain why Why, why Jin was... seems such a, like such a mean, violent kind of guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well... I think it was a good idea then because like I think this is one of their strongest flashbacks to this point mm-hmm. and and partially because of the structure it's really efficient storytelling it's smart yeah. like you get all these little glimpses into their life through different or at different points so you see mm-hmm. when that when uh, Jin was still a waiter or a poor you know a poor Korean man yeah and how much uh son and him loved each other you know and right you guys see that contrast immediately between that and the island and then the slow journey into into how you know but i never get the i i mean even though even though jen was falling more deeply into her father's world mm-hmm. and that kind of underbelly 
Like, I never got the feeling that he didn't love her. Right. You know, it was more of a son kind of resenting the fact that she actually wanted to get away from that and, mm-hmm. and, and like break free and, and enjoy the fact that the, that all, all he needed to do to express his love was to give her a flower. <laughs> yeah. You know. Just something small or gestures yeah, rather than rather, riches. And yeah, <laughs> exactly. And extravagance and, and all that. Mm-hmm. You know. It's... Well, well, it's interesting that it's that... Or that it's her father that he went to work for that apparently corrupted him or changed yeah. him and all that. We don't have much information on that. At no. least at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... You don't even see her father in this episode. No. So he's just, like, kind of this figure hanging over the two of them. Right. Which, I mean, when you see... When you first see them, and she is... She is in the... Like, in that beautiful dress at this party, drinking... Mm -hmm. uh, Drinking champagne, just enjoying herself. And, And Jin is the waiter. It's... Like that's that is the only way he could have actually gotten gotten with her like <laughs> officially like with her father's approval right to work for him I could see that that's the only way it would happen that's the only way mm-hmm. um, because even when even when he came to her in the garden afterwards and said he approves mm-hmm. as long as I work for him of, right I mean that's, that's you know. It's the only way I could have seen it going. Yeah, and it it's it's again really efficient storytelling. The way that that very first flashback, you immediately see her at this fancy uh, uh, location. Then you see Jin walk by as a waiter. So that just like with that one image, you've already established the class differences. So you yeah. get why that would be possibly an issue, especially in their culture. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, each scene has so much purpose within that flashback. Where the next one is just that moment where they still love each other, but she's immediately worried about him getting involved with her father. Mm-hmm. Then the next time you see them is when she, when he gets her the dog where, right. uh, and then the dog is used as a way to show the passage of time because you see in that last flashback that the dog is fully grown. Yeah. So some time has passed between all that. It wasn't just like an immediate thing. Mm-hmm. This was a gradual uh, and situation. So it was def- and it was definitely more uh, like more time than what he had originally promised. Right. I mean, he said that working for her father was going to be temporary. And then, right. And then, you know, it is that you can see, and I believe that that the money that he is, is able to provide for her, having come from a poor background, it's hard, it would be hard to leave that. Yeah. And go back to being poor. Yeah. Even though she probably wouldn't care at all well and, and can he even get out of that like as True. we see uh in the second to last flashback where he comes home all bloody from mm-hmm. presumably beating up on somebody or killing somebody right like her dad's in some shady dealings and you know a lot of the time with mafia stories and things if that's what this is then right. it's it, you know it's always harder to get out than people expect or you know they find themselves entangled yeah, that that's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we still don't really know about Jin's side of that. Like, this is all very much Sun's perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find out about her wanting to leave him, but ultimately not doing it right. because of the flower. So she agreed to stay with him, 
and uh, and also that she speaks English. Yes. And that's a big reveal. That is a big reveal. Uh, and I was waiting, I was waiting for that. <laughs> something, something like that, because, I mean, how, yeah, how long could the show just keep up right. this barrier? Yeah, you know? it would be really hard. It's, that'd be, I mean, it's not a show where people teach each other English. Yeah. You know. Another thing I, I noticed last week, actually, because uh, the show's been doing a pretty good job of hinting at its next story for the next week within the mm-hmm. previous episodes. So last week they have the little bit where, uh, uh, remember, Jin had, or Jin had the, or they thought Jin had the water because Jin had trade, traded water with Sawyer, uh-huh. so they thought he had stolen it. And uh, Saeed starts trying to interrogate Sun. And, like, yelling at her, and she's just standing there. They're like, no, she doesn't speak English. And he says, no, she knows what I'm saying. Right, where, like, you know, it's it's a oh, little bit of foreshadowing yeah. where he he may have been just referring to, like, well, he gets what, what's going... Or she gets what's going on. But right. he pretty much it's says really... right up that she knows what he's talking about, and she absolutely does because she speaks English. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It will be interesting to find out how Jin reacts when... When it inevitably, <laughs> right, like when it Has is to revealed that, right. to him mm-hmm. that she can speak English, yeah, you know. So that's something to look forward to. But yeah, I, I thought the I thought the flashback stuff was like that was probably the best yeah. part of this episode. Some of the on island stuff I thought got a little tiresome in this one, but that was just like the flirtation between yeah, like the forced that forced sexual tension there. It's like okay, yeah, eventually we we know that they're kind of you know the yeah. the ones you know that you're gonna try to lead the audience to <laughs> want to get together. But you don't have to be so forceful with yeah, it. Yeah, they lay and, it on so thick in this episode. And, I mean, I know that it's, like, episode five slash six, yeah. depending. And that maybe that's not, like, maybe that's a long time coming, but to mm-hmm. me it still feels really, really early in the season. Yeah. Too early for them to already be that flirty. Yeah, oh, it... This this just like, reeked to me which, of network notes, where yeah. someone at the network was watching the show, and it was picking up, and tons of people were watching it, and they're like, all right, how about we really, really push the romantic angle between these two characters, maybe show a bit more skin, <laughs> or they have, like, the whole yeah. B scene, which is fine, but it doesn't really play well, into anything else, and feels like just an excuse to get them to take their shirts off. And I was looking, <laughs> I was looking at the, um, the Lostopedia oh, yeah. for this episode, and one of the deleted scenes is an extended scene um, where there's a very sexually charged moment <laughs> between Jack and Kate uh, as he helps her up while they still have their shirts <laughs> off. And it's like, yeah, that was unnecessary. It's so unnecessary. unnecessary, and like they've only been—if you think about it—they've only been on the island for seven days. Yeah, how how quickly can that like well, sexual <laughs> tension, that flirtation, develop in seven days? Well, how dumb does like well whoever made that decision, whether it's the writers or producers or the network. How dumb do they think the audience is that they need to have so many scenes in one episode to hammer oh, that yeah. in? Where they have like the early scene where J- where Kate's teasing Jack about his tattoos, 
which is stupid. Oh, like, yeah. like doctors wouldn't have tattoos. That's not a thing. <laughs> like, that's uh, a mystery. And yeah. uh, then, like, yeah. It but hurt. leading into that, uh, was it season three episode? Oh, God. Where, where all they do is explain, is it Jack's tattoos? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the worst yeah. episode of the show. And as Kate <laughs> was saying that, I was like, no, Kate, don't ask about the tattoos. We don't need to know about the tattoos. <laughs> Yeah. They're fine. He has tattoos because the actor had tattoos and they didn't want to cover it up and they just went with it. Nice. That's the real story. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, then they have him checking her out and her calling him on it. And then Hurley has to approach Jack at one point and be like, hey, so you and Kate, huh? Right. <laughs> and then totally unnecessary. And then Sawyer brings up the, uh, what is it? Uh, yeah, Mr. Falafel, Captain Falafel, Captain Falafel, <laughs> yeah. and I forget Captain. what he calls Jack. He yeah. calls her Freckles again. You know, it's very much a Sawyer nicknames yeah. and uh, yeah. <laughs> slang Although I do Captain. like Captain Falafel. <laughs> it's just a, like, it's sort I mean, of racist, but it's also I, a funny name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, you know, they're they're mostly just setting up the Jack and Kate thing, but I. I do think this is the first episode in the long line of Kate is the worst <laughs> thinking. Remember, yeah. We were just talking with uh, our friend Megan last week about Lost, and she was talking about how she hates Kate or Kate is the worst. And, and I, you know, and I, yeah. Like, uh, I uh, mean, up until now, it's like, all right, she's fine. She Maybe she has this interesting history that'll... Yeah. But in this episode, it's like, really, you're going to make a big deal about the fact that Jack wants to stay in the cave and you want to stay on the beach. And and then, and then that whole line where you had your chance to find yeah, out. Like, yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> come on. Like that, I mean, that line was probably thrown in there just, to, just so, like, they don't have to do any sort of exposition on why Kate is, or what... But really... Well, and, and that's the thing. They don't need to... Like, Jack even calls it out when Hurley asks him about their relationship. Like, oh, what is this, high school? And, and yeah. like, it plays out that way. I totally agree with Jack on that. And they didn't even need to write it that way. They could have written it so that Kate goes to the beach because her whole motivation up to this point has been to get off the island. And they've, exactly. they've already established that with, like, her plan with Saeed the one week. Yeah. How she keeps constantly making the treks into the jungle on these opportunities yeah. to get off like I, she would stay on the beach and they don't need to make it some petty feud with jack right <laughs> it's dumb yeah but uh what do you think of the whole idea of the schism between the beach and the cave i think that um i think it's gonna be interesting to see yeah i think that they could have certain people like take shifts <laughs> right on the island to see who stays out on the beach to watch for rescue yeah or light the beacon at night mm-hmm. you know i think that separating everybody was maybe not necessary yeah that's that's my take yeah it that's another thing in this episode that to me felt like kind of a network note yeah where they're like we need more conflict on the island right it, because it doesn't really a, make like well right. just the conflict doesn't make sense of no it. like I um, understand why they would split up because there's forty something people on the island right yeah it makes sense that they would want to send off uh a, or set a off faction. a signal yeah, oh, yeah on the beach 
every night in case of rescue. Yeah. And that they would want someone maybe in the cave so that they have water. Right. And, like, if you split it, that's still 20 people in both locations. Yeah. That's a pretty good number of people. Exactly. And, and like, they could... They're... Yeah. (laughs) Like, they make it seem so permanent. Like, oh, if you're staying at the beach, you'll just never see them. Yeah, but but no. Oh, no. It's like like a trek. They could just... (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said, you don't. We don't actually know how far it is from the beach to that cave. But like, you it know, can't be that much. They yeah. can make it within a few hours at most. It seems. Yeah. Like, it's like not, Hurley thought it was long, but that's Hurley. <laughs> right. Right. So. I mean, if they really did want to just make a make a system where it's like there are people in the caves, they've got the water. There are people on the beaches who do the signal fire. And then, I mean, like, they still... could send someone out from each to the halfway yeah. point, and it's not that big a deal. And they're still <laughs> working together for a common goal. I mean, it's not necessarily that that the people who have gone to the cave don't want to get off the island. Obviously, everyone wants to get off the island. Yeah. No, except for maybe Locke. And everybody wants to have water, too. Exactly. <laughs> so... It's like a common thing. It's not like the cave people are just going to hoard the water and say, no, you can't have it because you stayed on the beach. Yeah. No, it's like, it is the stupidest way to bring conflict into the system. Yeah. The system. Yeah, like it... It just doesn't seem like a big deal. And if, if, like, at one point Kate was like, you know what? I feel like being in the caves. I think these people on the beach got the signal fire thing figured out. She could just go. It would exactly. be like a day trip over to the exactly. cave and then they Like I said, anybody can go. Like, it's interchangeable who's there and who and is where. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I don't I don't quite get that. And And, like, it's... It's one of those things I, I remember even hearing at the time, because I wasn't watching Lost live yet during season one, but yeah. I would hear things occasionally about, like, oh, yeah, now there are two different camps, you know, it's a different thing, and I don't know, I don't want to talk about what happened since you right. haven't seen it, but yeah, it, it felt like it kind of forced, yeah. and it's not, it, it, it's not really a conflict you can keep up very well, because yeah. it doesn't make sense, but uh, yeah, um... With other development of Jack, you know, they're reinforcing even more that he's the rational guy. Uh, first of all, because of the split, and then also, also like, Kate asks him how he found the cave, and he says, oh, just luck. Yeah. Like, he doesn't believe that there was anything more to it than just, he was ha- having these hallucinations, right. just happened to stumble onto a cave with water. Yeah, yeah. And that's, like, that's another thing. I mean, they they haven't mentioned... Jack, they didn't mention anything about Jack's father this this episode. Yeah, and that so that's an an unsolved mystery. Right, we don't know if it was a hallucination, if it was a physical thing, any of the things we talked about last week. Right, they will probably but, have to wonder about that for a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. They um uh, they do continue with Jack being being that practically practical minded. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be here, so let's survive. Type of right character. So what do you think about the uh, Adam and Eve skeletons that they found? It's, it's interesting. Yeah. It, it was curious to me just because they, I mean, well, obviously they had the the transmission from, what is it, the second episode of the pilot? Was that when that was? Or was um, the second episode altogether? Yeah, the transmission... Wait, from the, uh, like, the one they heard of the woman? Yeah. Yeah, that was at the end of the 
second half of the pilot. Yeah, yeah. So they, you've got the transmission, so it's expected that there would be bodies. Yeah. Um, I, at first, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. This is where Jack found his dad's coffin, which, by the way, what happened to that? I know he beat it up, but it was nowhere to be found. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Most like, of the stuff was kind of gone, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess Jack must Those have cleared it out. Those dolls that were all out and around. yeah. I mean, yeah, I didn't yeah, think about that, like, but true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they um, were way too far gone to be any part of the actual wreckage that just happened to fall there. Yeah. But yeah, it made me makes me wonder if maybe uh, this is just what happens on that island. Planes crash every so often, and once the island is done. Like there's something pulling you know. them or something. Yeah. 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 Um, um, we still don't know. Jack said he thought it was like 40 or 50 years. Yeah. Uh, there were some... I want to say there were certain fan theories that were floating around, but they might have been informed by stuff in the next season or so, so I don't know. I don't yeah. know when they started, so I probably shouldn't say, just in case. Yeah, it's probably... I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'll leave that. Um, you can look yeah. it up if you want. <laughs> but, but what about the stones? What are those? Because those look... Oh, yeah, yeah, the stones that they found with the bodies. Yeah, yeah that's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> do, do we get more on that in this season? Is that a mystery um, that gets answered? I don't know if I should say or not. Okay. Should I? <laughs> um, well, I, Just within yes this season? No. Is it yeah. solved in this season? Yeah. No. Okay. You won't know by the end of the season what that's about. Okay. But, yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on, I, yeah. I guess the next biggest character uh, would be probably Charlie in this one. Just a little bit Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have to say about um, Charlie? I'm glad somebody finally caught him. <laughs> yeah. I've been waiting for that because Locke and I have had the, have, have the same uh, thought. Yeah. That eventually it's going to run out. Mm-hmm. He ain't going to get any more. Yeah. And there's no more, like, unless there's, like, a magic heroin cave on the island, <laughs> he ain't going to get any more. So <laughs> the what's heroin gonna... fairy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I'm glad. I'm glad that Locke was there. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that found him, because I think anybody else wouldn't have known quite what to do. Mm-hmm. I... I think that uh, Locke recognizing Charlie without Charlie having to say anything, mm-hmm. um, especially playing bass, like that, knowing mm-hmm. that he played the bass. Yeah. Because I think in my in my mind, bass players are not uh, well for me because I like the bass. I recognize bass players, but <laughs> they're not they're, everybody would. Yeah. And nobody has recognized him yet, and he's been kind of bummed about that. I know he was so excited. I think, I think that that will help on him coming down. I think, I think Locke will be very instrumental in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, this is kind of the first we've seen Locke and Charlie interact, right? I want to say it is. I thought they. I thought they had like very little. Like small interaction, maybe, but but not anything, not anything this big. Yeah, not uh, where where Locke takes an active interest in making sure that 
making sure that Charlie is is okay. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Which is something that Charlie needs. He needs, and he wouldn't ever want to say it, but he he wants that. that yeah. Yeah, well, he's been, we've been seeking, saying it. Yeah, he's, he's been, been seeking friendship. But he's kind and of a jerk in this episode, and partially because of because, the heroin well, problem. Yeah, yeah, it's not partially. It's like. <laughs> it's entirely. Yeah, they're, he's like, I just. I want this, and you're not. You don't want me to have this, and I don't care that you don't. Yeah. You know? Because they found the other part of the plane, and he's thinking, ooh, maybe there's something in there. Right. But, no. <laughs> So, yeah. It ends on a positive note for him. Yes. He found the guitar, which Locke said the island would deliver. And see, here's my thought on that. Yeah. So, Locke gets Charlie to give him the heroin. <laughs> uh-huh. In the space where his guitar is. Yeah. Locke already has looked up and seen yep. the guitar. Locke already knows. What would happen if Charlie had just looked up before he gave... Well, gotten his guitar... With no heroin, or with no... Without giving up the heroin? I don't know. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I mean, Locke, uh, Locke's interesting here because he's already assuming things about how the island works, too. Yeah. And he, he's probably right because at least when he tells Charlie he thinks they'll find the guitar, That's, you assume he hasn't already found it. Right. He could have, but we didn't see it if he did. Right. And, yeah. He, well, I mean, for me... When he said that, it was such surety. Like, I was like, yeah, he knows where the guitar is. Mm-hmm. The island's already shown him where the guitar is. Yeah. He's going to find it. Or, like, he knows he's going to help Charlie find the guitar. Mm-hmm. But he's also going to help him get, like, get rid of that. So you think it was purely Locke on that, uh, Locke's idea then. Like, well, I know where it is. The island's already shown me where I've found it. So I'm going to tell Charlie to give up something in return so that it betters his life. I think so. Okay. Because, yeah, like, I think you could see that going either way, where either Locke believed that they'd find it and he did, or he already knew and he just wanted to help Charlie. Maybe. Locke seems like a decent guy. Yeah. He's a weird guy, but uh, ultimately he means well. Yes. And, yeah. That that's about all I had on Charlie there. Like I think they further further pushed Charlie out of the Kate love triangle because they basically had that idea in the pilot it seemed yeah. where they were kind of close. They just made a really dumb joke about her, her <laughs> shirt. I would have thought there were more C's. Yeah, because there were B's in her shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that's about. All with Charlie, I think. Uh, there, yeah. There's a bit more with Michael and Walt. Mm-hmm. Um, speci- specifically Michael, but a little more with Walt, too. Right. Well, I think the the whole, like, the altercation between Jin and Michael helped develop more of Walt and Michael's relationship. Yeah. Because it gave... Because didn't, didn't Walt ask what Michael did? Or yeah, yeah. And uh, one funny thing about that scene is uh, he asked Michael, well, what did you do? And Michael's like, I didn't do anything. You've been with me this whole time. I haven't done anything to anyone. And when he's doing that, like, his watch is actually in frame. (laughs) So if you're watching it, you can see that he already has the watch on. Of course, you don't know that at that point unless you're watching the episode a second time. 
Right. But, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, so for first time watchers, the walk, the watch is just the his watch. watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not, and he didn't know. No, he didn't. That it was that it was, uh, son's father's watch. Yeah. Like, how is he supposed to know? I'm. He wouldn't know. I'm on, There's no way. I'm on his side. Yeah. You you find a watch in the, in the wreckage, and you don't know whose it is or yeah. where it came from, and half of the well, more than half. Two thirds of the people on the plane die, mm-hmm. supposedly. It's free reign. <laughs> yeah. If nobody's claiming it, claim it. Yeah. No, I like, I'm with you. Like, like there's no. I don't I don't blame him for that. I just thought it was funny that they shot it that way, where he's like, I didn't do anything, and then he's got the watch on. Yeah. Like, and you can see it. And see, at that point, because at that point, for me, I thought there had been some something between or something seen by Jin between. Son and Michael, mm-hmm. knowing that they were trying to set up like a love triangle there. Yeah, that like Jin saw Michael and thought, "You mother effer, <laughs> trying to take my woman," and attacked. Yeah, that's what I that's what I thought until Maybe. until Jin or until Son was like, "Why don't I just tell them what happened? Yeah, can I just communicate with them?" And he's like, no, I don't want to have to explain myself to a thief. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? what is this thievery? <laughs> yeah. Like, nobody has stolen anything. Yeah. So. Yeah, Jin overreacted a bit, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was also a little interesting that they brought in, like, the racial component and then kind of moved away from it. Where uh, right. Michael brings up the thing about, in America, Koreans don't like black people. Mm-hmm. And then later is like, nah, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, mad. Yeah. And, uh, but it was kind of interesting because Walt's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, why don't they like us? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like, I can see, I can see where, yeah, in a fit of anger at almost being killed, mm-hmm. um, makes, he might say he something. says something like that he really doesn't, or knows that he should doesn't shouldn't believe or shouldn't say and then realizes oh crap now i have this kid to take care of and i want to teach him like equality and and to be accepting of everyone and and yeah. everyone's accept everyone should be accepting so mm-hmm. you know yeah and, yeah the, the conversations are right cuz you've got like Walt Again, just being pulling us. You don't know or care any about me at all, and yeah. you know, as his birthday, and of course, Michael knows his birthday. Well, yeah. But then, and then Walt doesn't know Michael's birthday, so it's like you know, right. try so, try give him a little, come a little slack, kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's trying. And like, I mean, I like the I um, I liked finding out or like finding out that Michael thought his ex wife have been telling Walt just terrible things about yeah about him yeah and then kind of finding out that that no in fact she just didn't talk about him yeah at all it was just you know yeah yeah and we still haven't seen anything about their background yeah no Michael or Walt flashbacks so don't have too much to go on no. about why he wasn't around or anything yeah so, yeah uh, another thing with Michael when he uh, when he gives back the watch and like cuts the 
uh, handcuffs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know what he's saying, or if you're in Jin's place, it's just this guy screaming at you in another language. It probably comes off as pretty terrifying. <laughs> uh, you know what? I think uh, Daniel Day Kim did a good job of appearing terrified. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, that would be, like... He's got, like, a hatchet. He's just he's screaming like, at him. Yeah, he's got the hatchet. He's like, oh, shit, am I going to get killed here? Yeah. And the watch in the other hand fling at them. But I thought it was really, like, a really good move for his... For Michael to, like, set him free. Yeah. You know, for him to be the one to forgive Jin... For yeah. attacking and give him like, what he wants. For but, under, yeah. you know, like, Which, okay, well, I, you know what, whatever. Yeah, I mean, don't care. Like, take this it. This is go apparently away. more important. Yeah, we don't even have time. I can't even tell time on the island, or time doesn't matter on the island. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Daniel Day Kim, uh, I, I think uh, I remember reading that he didn't speak Korean. So, he he had lost or like he did when he was young a little okay. kid, but then like forgot most of it. Yeah, so he had to relearn a lot for the show, and, and he does. I mean, at least from a non-Korean speaker, he seems pretty good, but he probably the, stumbled a bit. Apparently, and this is from the wiki. <laughs> uh, apparently, the Koreans. Did, thought he did a terrible job with his accent. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Because uh, the... Because uh, Yoonjin... Yoonjin, yeah. She, she, she still spoke Korean. They are yeah. both, like... She's great in this Born episode, in Korea, but, yeah. and, but raised in America. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah. She's the one that helped teach Daniel Day Kim... Yeah, to speak. To speak Korean again. But there was a learning curve, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, I thought this episode with the with the Michael and son thing might have been backing off a bit of the romantic stuff that they may have been planning on setting up before. That's what I think too. It, where it became more like him just <laughs> being scary to Jen and her, you know, trying to appeal to him to talk to Jen, but yeah, kind of reinforcing that there was at least a relationship at some point between her and Jen to care about too. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll yeah. see. I, I don't remember how it played out from this point with I, them that much, uh, or at least the way it was portrayed early in the show. You know, I feel like I feel like that last um, gesture from Jin that kept Sun mm-hmm. around, even though she was uh, sad that she could or that she wasn't leaving. That she, you know, I think that decision ultimately. Um, Reinforce the fact that she still did love Jin. Yeah, like, yeah. Even though most of what we've seen, or most of what I've taken from that, from the episodes, has been more resentment. Right. But, you know. Well, and, and I mean, if you think about that in chronological order, so she she loved him, everything, she'd seen him become violent and, like, you know, not spend any time with her. Uh, she was going to leave him. Then she had that one moment at the airport where he had the flower for her, and it reminded her of everything that he had been before, and she didn't want to lose all that. So, like, her then being on the island after it crashed and seeing him behave the way he did and be, like, really protective and, like, try to pretend like he owned her and, you know, like, yelling at everyone, like, that's almost, it's almost even more resentment because it's like, 
she had finally kind of started to forgive him, and now it looked like her faith was being broken. Right. Like, he, he was the person she was afraid he had become. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I think it's a consistent performance, even if you don't, they didn't know, you know, in the early yeah. episodes what their background was going to be, as yeah. no one really does. So Right. It's yeah. uh, the responsibility of the actors, or the uh, writers, to really figure out, you know, not only how to write them, but write in ways that are consistent with who they've been before, mm-hmm. which they tend to do a pretty good job of. Yeah. Uh, the only other character I had anything on was Saeed, since uh, just because they seem to be grooming him as the second leader. Yeah. And because uh, he's going to stay at the beach, and he's the one that's having the main argument with Jack over what to do. Right. So, uh, yeah. Which... Yeah, I mean, I think, I think as far as, uh, as far as the show has progressed so far, that that's a good, he be he will be a good, second leader. I think, I like that his interaction with Sawyer mm-hmm. uh, has become less antagonistic over right. time. And uh, one little thing uh, I noticed in this episode is when Michael or when Jin attacks Michael, mm-hmm. the two people who break up the fight is Are Sa- Saeed and Sawyer. Yeah. yeah, who were fighting in the pilot, and Jack had to break them up. So right. now, now they're cool. <laughs> at yeah, least for now. now, it's like they're. I mean, Saeed yeah. assumed he stole stuff like an episode or two ago, but <laughs> right <laughs> here they're all but right. But I think yeah, I think it's mm-hmm. you know I think they're probably Saeed is finally like. Seeing Sawyer for who he is and mm-hmm. vice versa. And, yeah. yeah. So th- yeah. that's different. Uh, they still haven't given much background on Saeed or Sawyer, really. But, uh, you know, they at least indicate with Saeed that he's going to be an important figure right. in the, at least the next few episodes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's yeah. all I had for the main characters. Is there anything you had on, like, character growth or plot line? Or what? I don't... What? I don't think so other than the flashback device but yeah yeah, yeah. so they uh, started the whoosh is there was there a whoosh there was a it? whoosh that oh, okay. I noticed like, it because <laughs> I noticed that every time I noticed that every time the um, sun kind of looked off in the distance that was when the flashback but yes yeah, kinda. Now, like there was a very thinking about it there there's is a, a small whoosh yeah there's just a yeah <laughs> And yeah, so they they found it. They found their uh, flashback device, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um, they also continued with the eye motif, like uh, the thing where the episode starts with the character, main character of that episode's uh, eye. So they started with Sun's eye. Oh yeah. The only episode that hasn't done that so far is Tabula, Tabula Rasa, which mm-hmm. is the Kate episode. Right. So uh, the pilot started with Jack's eye, um, uh, then Walkabout started with Locke's eye. Uh, White Rabbit started with Young Jack's eye, and then this one started with Sun's eye. Oh, so it's something they do a lot. <laughs> that's interesting. I hadn't noticed that. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, there was another musical montage thing at the end. So yeah. So continuing with that. I feel like that's a. I feel like that's something that a lot of TV shows kind of do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was. It's definitely not a lost only thing. But I like. I mean, I like the. I like it. Yeah. I yeah. I'm okay with the whole, you know, setting up the the rest of the, or, or summarizing the summarizing the episode kind of you know. Yeah, I think it works better in these early episodes than like because the, they don't do it as much later, but it mm-hmm. it makes sense that they do it here because it is. 
at this point, it's like a bunch of different interpersonal stories, mostly. Yeah. And uh, so that's a good way to end it as like kind of bringing it back and reminding you of all the different stories that were right. ongoing. Whereas later, it becomes much more like serialized and like big cliffhangers and crazy things and stuff. So yeah. it, at this point, there's they're they're taking their time. They're building up the characters, which is really the best way to do it mm-hmm. so that you care about what ha- like when yeah. things really pick up you care about what's going on with these people right right oh uh, i noticed the airport flashback you know you it starts you can see jack arguing mm-hmm. with the woman at the desk about his father uh like as it pans over to jen in line and I'm going to have to go look at that again. I didn't notice that. I was actually trying to see. Yeah, yeah, it's that first shot. Um, I think that they shot those two scenes at the same time. Like, I wasn't... I, yeah. I wasn't sure, because I was like, it would make sense that they wrote this scene later and did it, but I went back to the prior episode, and for one, Jin's in line right there, and they even, yeah. like, zoom in to show him there. And for well, another, the extras are the same people. Like, so there's one woman in front of Jin... Uh, that was behind Jack, who's the same in both episodes, and yeah, ah, yeah. I mean, it would make sense to do like if they're going to do an airport yeah. scene for budgetary reasons alone. It makes sense to yeah. shoot it, yeah. But turn around on television so quick that sometimes the next scene isn't even written yet, or they don't know that that's what they're gonna do. True, but but yeah, yeah. It, you can even hear Jack arguing with the woman at the start of the scene, yeah. and then they. Move over and focus on Jin and Sun. Yeah, the only other little tidbit I had was about the Adam and Eve introduction because there's one part of what they say about it that totally doesn't make sense with the ultimate reveal. Oh, what? I I, I won't say because it would kind of clue you in on something. But but yeah, it was one that uh, I'm pretty sure I know what, uh, what Lindelof and Q's were planning. Mm-hmm. with this and they even said at the time something like oh well if you're wondering you know if we have all this planned out ahead the skeletons in the cave once we reveal what that is you'll know that we had this figured out already and based on what it was like there was a lot of speculation and i think people guessed what they were going for mm-hmm. and then they're like oh we have to change that <laughs> so they do something else that's probably not as satisfying but yeah um yeah uh, mysteries solved. I don't think there were really any mysteries solved in this one. No, there were not. There was a reveal with Son uh, and her speaking English, but that wasn't really a mystery in the no, show. No, no. Uh, as far as new mysteries go, the Adam and Eve skeletons are probably the biggest one that they introduced. Yeah. Uh, and the stones. With, yeah. You know, yeah, the, just that whole thing. That whole thing, yeah. And uh, Jack, like, describes... It's funny, Jack says, well, there are probably people who, you know, were on this island or stranded and they found this cave and wanted to live here. And, like, he's basically describing their own scenario about That's it. That's right. It's like, uh, do you realize what you're doing here? <laughs> yeah. History repeats itself. Right. right. Right, like, oh, yeah, there's some dead people in this cave. They probably thought this was a good idea. Hey, this cave seems like a good idea. Let's move here. <laughs> but... Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, they do have water there. Right. <laughs> and, uh... The other new mystery I'd I'd say is you know well what what's the what is up with Sun's dad yeah who is who is yeah. he why what what do you make Jin do how yeah. did that affect everything I agree that's another it's a big one any other mysteries you think this introduced or things that you're curious about going forward not 
Really? Okay. I think you covered it. I'm just excited. I did see that, or either you said or I saw that the next episode is a Charlie episode. It is. So I'm excited to see Charlie coming down. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's called The Moth. Yeah. It is a Charlie episode. And we'll be covering that next week. Yes, we will. So uh, thanks for joining us again, and we'll catch you then.